Do you want a beautiful lawn? Enter True Green, the easiest way to get a great lawn. Just water and mow, and they'll do the rest. Weed control, fertilization, aeration, and more. True Green is the official lawn care treatment provider of the PGA Tour, and they have a verified best price, which guarantees you the lowest price with no compromise on quality. You do you. Let True Green do your lawn care. Visit TrueGreen.com, T-R-U-G-R-E-E-N.com to get the best lawn at the best price with the best people. Guaranteed. The living room is where you make life's most beautiful memories. But your sofa shouldn't be the one remembering them. The new life-resistant, high-performance furniture collection from Ashley is designed to withstand all the spills, slip-ups, and muddy paws that come with the best parts of life. Ashley high-performance sofas and recliners are soft, on-trend, and easy to clean. Shop the high-performance furniture in-store or online at ashley.com. Ashley, for the love of home. How you doing, everyone? I'm Ross Salzberg, and I want you all to listen up and get a load of this. The stupidity, the stupidity of New York City Mayor Bill Dumbo de Blasio and his school's chancellor, Richard Carranza, just never ends. Now they want to do away with the city's gifted and talented programs for kids. Plus, with the new football season upon us, there's still the whining that Colin Kaepernick is being blackballed by the NFL. Truth of the matter is, Kaepernick has blackballed himself. So like I said, listen up, because you're really going to want to get a load of this. All right, folks. So here we are. New York City kids are going back to school this week. All right. By the time some of you hear this. They will maybe will already be in school. Either way, they're back in school this week, right after Labor Day. And it comes out last week that de Blasio and Carranza, two morons. And I'm not saying that to be, you know, to get a reaction. I'm saying it because it's the truth. Everything, every time they say something, it gets worse and worse. They come out with the fact that now they want to do away with the gifted and talented programs for kids. They want to do away with them. First, you got to remember, they wanted to um, do away with the specialized test that has worked for years and years uh, for the specialized tests for admissions for, you know, the elite schools in New York City, such as Stuyvesant, Bronx Science, Brooklyn Tech, those schools. That test worked for years and years. And and the reason, Carranza's reasoning was that it, it just irks me, but his reasoning is that Basically, the Asian community kind of is dominating in those schools. When you think about it, that that's racism in itself, that those kids are being treated that way. But that's basically what he had said. In fact, I'll give you a quote what the moron said. This was de Blasio after he presented... The, that program. 
I just don't buy into the narrative that any one ethnic group owns admissions to these schools, which, of course, folks, was a you know clear reference to the Asian-American students and, and their families because the Asian-American students are like, I don't know, it's, it's something like 60, 66 percent um, of the population of those elite schools that I'm talking about, Brooklyn Tech, Science, Stuyvesant. And that, to me, was racist in itself. But now you want to do away with the complete gifted and talented programs. So explain this to me. If you want to do away with that and you're bitching and moaning, Carranza and de Blasio, you're bitching and moaning about how... The schools are segregated. There's uh, inequities, uh, inequality in, in um, you know, the races in the schools. How do you think this is going to fix it? It's not going to fix it. It's going to go in the opposite direction. It's only going to make it worse. Because you find racial inequality you feel to fix it is to do away with the gifted and talented programs. Instead of looking yourself in the mirror and saying we are screwing up. We are effing up in plain street lingo. Okay? You know, what what am I pulling punches for? Yeah, you got to look in the mirror, guys, Dumbo, de Blasio, and Carranza, and say, we have fucked this up. And what are we going to do? Let's point fingers about at any and everybody but ourselves. It's absolutely disgraceful. You know what? When you've heard me talk about Carranza and de Blasio many, many times before here, okay? But this, this just take, takes it to a whole new level. So I went back and I was doing some homework. And you've heard, you know, he talks about white privilege. This is what he, he's, kids have to know about white privilege in school. So like every kid who's white is privileged, and my point is this. He hired, when I say he, Carranza hired somebody, uh, a consultant, to deal with this. And I'm going to read you the person's name. She's the head of the, the, the company that was hired, uh, Darnissa Amante. I want you to listen to this very carefully. She happens to be uh, an African-American woman. If I had a poor white male student and I had a middle-class black boy, I would actually put my equitable strategies and interventions into that middle-class black boy because over the course of his lifetime, he will have less access and less opportunities than that poor white boy. She said that to a group
to to Karanza's people, this is what you want to teach in the school system. Now, you tell me, and you tell me, I don't care if you're white or black or green or blue, Hispanic, whatever. How would you feel if that was said about your child? So you tell me how a white child and a white parent should feel in the New York City school system when they read and hear something like that. My skin was crawling. And it's not because I'm white. Because you've heard me be in an uproar, uproar over the way Asian Americans have been treated in this school system. And now they're biased against because they're smart. That's taken racism to the nth degree. But think about that remark that I just said. If I had a poor white male student and I had a middle class black boy, I would actually put my equitable strategies and interventions into the middle class black boy because over the course of his lifetime, he will have less access and less opportunities than that poor white boy. Well, if you're going to go with that ass backwards mentality, maybe you would just like, see, you don't want to bring the black boy up. You want to put the white boy down. That's what it sounds like to me. It's ridiculous. It is absolutely not only ridiculous, it's racist. And how the hell can this be allowed? You know what boggles my mind? We hear this all the time. I don't care what political party you vote for or you're with or against, what have you. But we hear it all the time. How the hell did we put how the hell did we put Trump in office? Well, I ask all the people in New York City, how the hell did you put this putz, Dumbo de Blasio, in office? How the hell are you tolerating this moron? Richard Carranza, to continue as the New York City Schools Chancellor. You should be at City Freaking Hall every day, pounding the pavement, demanding this guy get his ass thrown out of town. He was a screw-up where he was before. He was a screw-up in Houston. He was a screw-up in Frisco. And he's a major screw-up here. Him and de Blasio have created, have divided this city. It's terrible. Asian Americans have been singled out because they're smart. Think about that. How would you like that? I mean, that's the best way for me to to approach any parent. How would you like that? Especially these Asian kids don't come from money. Uh, uh, the immigrants. And they come and they, they're poor. And the kids bust their ass and put their nose to the grind and to the books and work hard. And we're calling this. Well, you know, that's why he doesn't like the test. The specialized high school test. I've said it before. I'll say it again. The problem is not the test. 
The problem is the failure to get the kids ready to take the test. That's the problem. That's why you have racial inequality. Because you have a school system, majority black and Hispanic, and you're cheating them. You're cheating them because you're not getting them ready. Remember Karanza's dumbass idea? He wanted to say, well, we'll take the, uh, what was it, top 7% or something uh, 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 from each middle school and put them into, uh, you know, they can be accepted to these elite high schools. So you're taking the top, would take the top seven from all the middle schools and are that are really failing the kids. And then you would put them in these elite schools. You're not going to have equality. The inequality is going to exist because the kids who are not fully prepared to go into these schools, you're setting them, them up for failure. So it's just going to go backwards. And you you want to talk about segregated a segregated school system? If you keep it like this, what do you think's going to happen? Parents are going to say, "Screw this. We can't stay here anymore." We, we, you know, e- even the ones they don't have money, we we got to scrape our pennies together and get out of town. Go to a different school system because this this sucks. It is absolutely absurd. You're gonna you were gonna end up with white and Asian kids, folks. I'm telling you, as sure as I'm sitting here, you're gonna end up with white and Asian kids leaving the system one of two ways. They're going to leave the system either by the family moving or try to get into private schools or charter schools. Which, by the way, de Blasio remains against charter schools because charter schools prove that they work and he doesn't. Charter schools are predominantly African-American. Why are those African-American parents sending their kids to the charter schools? Why? Because they know their kids are getting an education in those charter schools. So believe me, like I said, white and Asian kids will leave the New York City school system. And then what's going to happen? Then the kids who really can't cut it, the call it low achievers or underachievers. No, low achievers. They'll continue, as I said, they'll go to the top schools and they're just going to struggle. And then you're going to have the high-achieving kids. You know what's going to happen with them who are left in the system? 
they're not going to be stimulated. So the school system is going to fail everybody. Everybody. And then you have the bullshit that that you hear, well, uh, these kids don't have enough money. Uh, You know, for example, certain kids, they can take the preparatory courses uh, to get into these schools. A lot of the kids, a great many of the kids who get into those schools don't take don't take prep courses. Um, uh, let me tell you what. Way back when I got into Brooklyn Tech, I didn't take a prep course. And I'll tell you something else. Last week, I had uh, as a guest of mine on WABC Radio. I had a guest of mine, she was the president and founder of the Chinese American Citizens Alliance of Greater New York. Wei Wa Chin. Lovely woman. Is her name. You know, her and her community are in an uproar over the way this has been handled. All four of her children... And she didn't even mention this on the air, but get this. All four of her children graduated from Stuyvesant. All four. And not one of them took a prep test. Now, you've also heard me have Larry Carey here on and one of my, my podcasts, who's the president of the Brooklyn Tech Alumni Association. He brought out a great point. He agrees that totally with me that the test should remain the test. But he said, I think everybody should be able to take a preparatory course to get into the schools. And I think the New York City school system should supply that. Yeah, I'm talking about the gifted and talented program. I'm looking at my buddy here, Crash, who you always hear talk about me, talk about who takes good care of me when I do these podcasts. His son, Leo was part of the gifted programs, gifted and talented programs. Let's do away with all this. Just because, as I said, de Blasio and Carranza, I'm sorry, I got to tell it like it is, are fucking up. They're failing the system. They're failing all the kids in the city of New York. Black, white, Hispanic, Asian, they're failing everybody. And they're dividing it. They're, they are the divisive duo. I'll call them, forget Dumbo de Blasio, dishonorable de Blasio and corrupt Carranza. It's disgusting. It is absolutely disgraceful. I, it, it's just, I have never... This is 2019, and I don't believe what I'm hearing. And for anybody who is buying into what Carranza is trying to sell, I'm sorry, people. Shame on you. I am appealing to everybody, and I'm really appealing to the black community. Don't be fooled by this bum. He's cheating you. He's pandering 
And it's all BS. It's garbage. You people are better and you deserve better. Don't let him make the Asian community scapegoats for their failures. It's bullshit. It's complete bullshit. That's all I'm going to say on welcoming everybody back to another year in the New York City school system. And there's also a welcome back as we'll switch fields right now and go to football. So here we are uh, with the new football season upon us in the NFL. And you certainly heard, what was it, last week, that the great Andrew Luck of the Indianapolis Colts is retiring Because he can't take it anymore. His body is battered and bruised, banged up. You know, he had to sit out a year, two years ago. He comes back last year as comeback player of the year. He just, at 29, he can't, his body just can't take it anymore. So he abruptly called it quits. The minute that happened, I knew what was going to happen next. There would be the hue and cry for... Well, got to get Colin Kaepernick in there. Well, the, you know, the, the, they got Jacoby Brissett. They just actually uh, gave him a two-year deal. The Colts did for, was I think it's um, $30 million. But, oh, here it is again that the NFL owners are blackballing Colin Kaepernick. That why is this guy getting a chance? Why is that guy getting a chance? Various names are being mentioned. Brock Osweiler was was called in, you know, for a look. Different, you know, different people were being called in. My, my point is this. They keep saying, why are these people called in and Colin Kaepernick is not being called in? And the reason... They say it is because he is being blackballed by NFL owners. He's being blackballed because he was protesting for racial injustice back in 2016. Okay. First of all, I don't believe he's being blackballed. I, what, to me, being blackballed would mean that all the owners got together and said, Nobody. Let's make sure nobody hires Colin Kaepernick. I do not believe that has happened. Just like it didn't happen with Kaepernick's friend, Eric Reed, who took the knee with him and subsequently got himself rehired. Okay? But... And and the reason Reed was hired, because somebody felt we had a need. Two things here regarding Colin Kaepernick. I've said it before. I will say it again. First of all, Kaepernick is not the talent he once was. He wasn't the talent he once was in 2016 when he was taking the knee. 
So he's certainly not the talent now. But that's not number one. Number one is an owner would take the attitude, why do I want this guy in my locker room because of the following? Any and every time. Even if there is nothing happening, but any and every time there is a racial or some kind of issue, you would have a hundred people embark upon the said locker room of that team and the said locker of Colin Kaepernick just to get a comment. Sorry, folks. I would not want that in my locker room because in the end, what am I in the business of? I'm in the business of winning football games. This would be a huge distraction in my locker room. So if I'm an owner, I don't want him in my locker room. Whether I agree with his protest or his right to protest or not. I just don't want him in the locker room. But everybody keeps, first of all, don't make him out to sound like Martin Luther King or Rosa Parks or Muhammad Ali or Malcolm X. He's on easy street. He's got plenty of money. Don't tell me that, that this great, great battler for social injustice. Because he did a couple of things. And nobody, all the people, all the liberals who, who are joining in this fight for so, social injustice never mention, not once, when this schmuck went ahead and wore a t-shirt with Fidel Castro's picture on it. Go ask, go ask the community, Cuban community. Kaepernick ought to go to Little Havana in Miami, wear his Cuban t-shirt, and see what happens to him. They tar and feather him and run him out of town. Go ask Cuban Americans, Cuban immigrants, go ask them about the social injustice that they underwent living in Cuba under the regime of Fidel Castro. Nobody ever brings that up, so you can't understand why people are pissed off. Uh, Listen, you've heard me say this here as well. I defended players' rights to protest. But Kaepernick... Not the other players. Kaepernick lost me when he wore that stupid-ass T-shirt, number one, and then really pissed me off wearing socks depicting police as pigs. Nobody brings that up. How about here in New York City the way police are treated? Talk about inequalities and injustice. Then you piss and moan if they're not there on time to help you out. Really? So as I said, Colin Kaepernick, don't give me this crap about Colin Kaepernick 
being blackballed by the National Football League. Because I don't buy that. As an owner of a team, I don't want a guy that I view is going to be, his presence is merely going to be disruptive. His mere presence is going to be disruptive. Why would I want that in my locker room? Especially if he's not my main player. Enough. Colin Kaepernick blackballed himself. You want to feel sorry for him? So be it. I certainly do not. And that, folks, is a wrap here. I want to thank all of you for getting a load of this once again. And once again, now I like to get a load of you. So let me know your thoughts on today's podcast. You can tell me on Twitter at Russ Salzberg, on Facebook. You can also check out my website whenever you like at russsalzberg.com. My thanks to the big man across the way who takes such good care of me, Crash, a.k.a. Mike Caragliano, to my outstanding OG podcast producer, Tim Einickle, to the brass here, 77 WABC program director, Dave Labrosi, and his assistant, PD, Matt Dahl. And last but certainly not least, a great big thank you to all of you people out there, because without you folks... I'd have nobody here to be talking to. So until next time, next week, it is I, Russ Salzberg, saying to all of you, bye-bye, so long, farewell. Have a good one. room is where you make life's most beautiful memories but your sofa shouldn't be the one remembering them the new life resistant high performance furniture collection from ashley is designed to withstand all the spills slip-ups and muddy paws that come with the best parts of life ashley high performance sofas and recliners are soft on trend and easy to clean shop the high performance furniture in store online at ashley.com ashley for the love of home you know when you're listening to a true crime story that has an unbelievable plot twist that makes you stop in your tracks? That's what our podcast, People Are the Worst, brings you with each episode. I'm Rachel. And I'm Rebecca. We're identical twins who love true crime cases that make you say, didn't see that coming, and we hate the people responsible for them. Listen to People Are the Worst now on Apple, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts.